Welcome to yet another episode of the Badlands Boys podcast. It's me, Nathan, joined by Anthony. How you doing? And Daniel. Bonjour. And we've got a creeper in the background, Fran, who might be joining us. We're not, we're not quite sure yet, but, uh, you know, she's welcome to. I'm just floating like a ghost. How appropriate for the uh, brilliant segue of the segue. episode. Nice one. Thank you. So today we're going to be talking about ghosts and the paranormal including like different stories we might know encounters and the like which uh you know obviously we got to start with the um the base idea of what what is a ghost so in folklore a ghost is the soul or spirit of a dead person or animal that can appear to the living in ghost lore descriptions of ghosts vary wi widely from an invisible presence to translucent or barely visible wispy shapes to realistic lifelike forms other terms associated with it are apparition haunt Phantom, Poltergeist, Shade, Spectre, Spirit, Spook, and Wraith. And conveniently, a brilliant film from the 1990s called Ghost, starring Patrick Swayze, Patrick where he's, uh, funnily enough, a ghost. So if you haven't seen it, I, I definitely recommend that one. So guys, let's um, let's talk shop about ghosts. Have you ever had any ghostly encounters yourselves? I know Ant's got a, uh, a ghost who <laughs> likes to touch him a little bit, yeah, his name's Steve. He's got a soft spot for you, isn't he? Well, you know, stood in the kitchen, and you you get taps and like black figures in the so corner you of your eyes. Taps, yeah, tap tap. Ah, uh, more than once then, yeah. Yeah, see. or if you know, a few times. <clears throat> yeah, like, especially <laughs> in the reflections, and there's no one in the kitchen, just me. And mm. then you, in the corner of your eye, all you see is this black fig like reflection off one of the units and you're looking brown you're like where is everybody in there there's no one in the kitchen just you yeah that's i've had that before but or, 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 doesn't, doesn't he like to touch you in a certain place i like to touch me on the bum like shoulders elbows oh you know you can't really report that to anyone can you I mean, oh, I've reported to my bosses and they laugh at me. Would that be, would that be a, a formal complaint? I'm, I'm being harassed by a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? Call the Ghostbusters? I mean, how do you solve that? Yeah, call the Ghostbusters. But yeah, he's, he's not a bad ghost. You know, I could be putting knives away somewhere or utensils. And he just gives you a gentle stroke. No, and, and you come back the next day and everyone's asking you, where are the, where are those tools? Where are the utensils? Where's the knife? And you're like, they're in the same place I always put them. You're talking about Steve. Yeah. Yeah, Steve. He likes to shake cutlery and yeah, throw like... egg cups at stuff. He lives in the kitchen. He doesn't visit the uh, public. He just loves the colleagues. He likes to mess with us. And he tells us if he's okay with what we're doing with the hotel or not. Exactly. So I'm not the only one that's met Steve. Oh, no, Steve. I had similar... Yeah experience to you as well. I didn't get touched because I don't think he likes me that much. But um, I remember I was standing out. in the back of the kitchen and I had a similar thing. I looked into like the reflection on the sink mm. and saw this black thing walking past. I thought it was either you or the other chef or whatever, yeah. but um, no one was there. There's also another one when we're, at, we're in the drawing room, I believe, or no, and no, the bar area, isn't it? And he walk, something walks up and down. Because yeah. Pepe's always on guard. When everyone's any, uh, anyone's yeah. there, you look up and down, up and down, and then and, and it'll go yeah, there's running around. Yeah, that walks around the bar and lounges, definitely. Yeah, because we saw I've some of that, that night. Yeah, and we've seen stuff on CCTV that looks like wisps kind of walking through. Really? Mm. So, um, and also there has been something on the bar chucked at a guest one time. 
Um, it didn't hit them, but it was pretty creepy and had no reason to be thrown at a guest. Oh so God. that, and I've seen Kilnajar, two Kilnajars were thrown off of the pass at um, a colleague and there was no one around. It was just me and her at opposite ends of the room, nowhere near these jars and they just like flew through the air. So that's Steve, that is Steve. And she, <laughs> he had a punch out for poltergeisting her, but never hit her with anything. It's just, it was always close and it was always very nasty if it had hit, like. <laughs> I think he wanted to be a bit overly playful. Yeah, he, he's very, very playful. I don't feel bad with Steve. I, I don't feel any no. bad vibes from him I at bet all. you don't. <laughs> <laughs> See, here we go. This is why I didn't want to tell my story. <laughs> But every story is important, Anthony. That's why it's good to share. Yeah. Oh, I love that it's all uh, stormy outside. It's I was about to mention setting. that. Yeah, yeah. It's really airy storm. It's perfect, it's isn't it? Yeah. It's blowing out. It's <laughs> raining hard. It might be a storm on the horizon. That's why we're going to tell ghost and stories. If we hear any other voices picked up on that. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Well, oh. then it just it's you know thrown in. That's another one. We've viral. also got a little girl who mimics people's voices. So you will hear someone that you're working with calling your name and you go what 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 and you go exactly find i've had and that they were halfway across the hotel and you're like but you were calling my name in this room nope nope they weren't it's just a girl and she also laughs and sings and you'll hear singing and laughing there, 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 there's also two more that i've had i've had the two twins upstairs <laughs> on the stair, on the two steps just up above You've us. You've had now. two twins upstairs. <laughs> yeah. It's does Steve know? No, 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 no. Don't get, don't yeah, get that miss. Yeah, do not get that. Does, does Steve know about this? No, no. Right, I'm up there on my own. Pitch. Well, I'm not pitch black. So I'm, oh. paint, I'm painting the walls. <laughs> I'm there on my own. That's a euphemism. In the pitch black. Yeah. Well, it's not really Shirt off. It, it, <laughs> Patrick Swayze's behind him. <laughs> it's pitch black down the end where I thought yeah. I saw these two. But where I was, it was all floodlit with the lights where I can paint. Yeah. And it's up by room three and four. Yeah. Those two stairs around there. Yeah. Notorious. So, yeah, around there. And there was one time I went into a room without knocking. Oh. And it felt like someone poked me in the eye, Ooh. and I was ill for the rest of that day. Ooh. I raced that room done, and that was it. Ever since then, I always knock on a door, even if I know no one's there or not, just to make sure I do not have that feeling ever again. What's interesting about that place is that there's a specific room there, you said. Room, room four, four, yeah. And four specifically. Housekeepers wouldn't even go in there and work in there before we got here because it was so scary. They felt so cold, yeah. bitter cold. Yes. And mm -hmm. um, I mean, the rest of the hotel could be boiling hot, and you'd walk in there and it was freezing. And you'd shiver immediately. And so there was something really wrong about that. And most housekeepers that worked here would refuse to clean that room and do that corridor. So there were some brave people who had to do it every day. Um, so we came in, we did a little bit of like crystal stuff, which I'm sure they might touch on later. Um, it's like a separate episode. Yeah, maybe. it's a separate episode probably. Um, but we did that and now Following people can go in there. People who had never walked down that corridor, the housekeepers that refused to go that way, can now work in there. So that was interesting. But on the same side, just the room over, you've got the... There's a lady, kind of Victorian Edwardian style lady, who walks around the corridors. Is that the one the with room? the black uniform and a white pen, uh, a pinny, pinny, pinny? Yeah. And, yeah. 
Really? So I see her now and again up and down by the so laundry. She looks very similar to the previous owner who's called Joyce Nankerville. We think it might be her. She would literally be above us right now. So if it's well, you, was that her room? <laughs> yeah, that's literally where she would live and stay. Oh. That's her room. Anyway. Oh, if we hear some footsteps, we're uh, we're gonna check it out. So yeah, <laughs> if, if you're here, hello. It's <laughs> nice to meet you. We like her. She's very very kind. She just looks about the place. She kind of almost just takes care of it again. But she's very nice. There's no issues with her. Then on the flip side, for so things that I haven't experienced, but guests have, guests have been nudged awake and had. The feeling of someone just like nudging their there, neck. There, wasn't there one where someone said they woke up and thought they saw someone at the bottom of their bed? Yes. So, so the woman who thought her partner was nudging her awake turned over and he was dead asleep. And she's like, oh, I know there's someone here touching me right now, waking, waking me up. And then the other one was at Christmas, um, overnight on Christmas Day. He, or ex, uh, Christmas Eve, I think, um, he woke up to see a little Victorian boy at the end of his bed and um, he, he was just staring at this boy and he was staring back and he couldn't believe what was going on it was all so surreal the next day he told us about it and we said hang on hang on a sec and we came back to him with photos of the house in the Victorian era with all of the employees and those that lived here out the front of the hotel included in this photo were a few boys and girls we showed him this and uh, he pointed his finger at the boy and said, that's him. So um, oh we, we found out who the boy was that visited him. It was quite, um, quite amazing, really. It's pretty creepy. Pretty cool. Wow, yeah, I'm getting cool. shivers talking about <laughs> <laughs> But I remember there was one similar as well, wasn't there? Like a, a couple where one of them woke up yeah. and then saw some at the end of their bed and then another uh, their girlfriend or boyfriend woke up at the same time they both saw... Ooh, I don't remember sure that one. It could, be, it could well that. be. There's so many. We've tried to record as many as possible, but I haven't got it with me. But, oh yeah, it happens here. This is. You've got to remember how old this property is yeah. and how long well, it's how been old here. This, this part we're in now. The uh, this part. is six. No, this is 1750. Is it? 1750. But the oldest is 1650. The kitchen. The kitchen. Steam. Because didn't that used to be a cottage or something? Yeah, two long cottages, two Cornish long cottages, that combined together. And then the frontage, which is where we are, was added on 1750. Um, so that's Georgian front. And then, uh, wow. yeah, and then it was built on again and again. It's quite fascinating. So there's a roof of the first long cottages, and above that, a new roof has been placed. So you can still see the old roof, it's still there. Wow. <laughs> it's quite a fascinating building, yeah. very difficult to maintain. But yeah, so other ghosts before coming here, I once woke up, no I wasn't waking up, I was just about to have a shower or something, I was in the bathroom and I was looking in the mirror and um, I looked down and then I looked back up and I just saw the door and my towel flip up as if like the strongest gust of wind, I mean 30-40 miles an hour kind of gust of wind, it's strong wind and everything just kind of moved quickly and when I looked around and looked in the mirror as well I saw a Victorian boy with a little plaid hat and like literally Victorian clothing and he was running and I kind of not heard it but felt laughter. I felt playful. I felt like I was playing a game. So I turned around and obviously there's nothing there, there's no one around. I was like, what? But I didn't feel fear, I just felt playful. So 
that was quite cool. That was definitely one of the biggest. Yeah, I can't say. Yeah, I can't say I've ever had a eerie, scared feeling in this whole hotel. It's always been yeah quite a mellow vibe, really. It's just that corridor, though. Yeah, it, it's, it's not like. Especially if you're walking up there around at night on your own, it's dark, and you, yeah, your eyes do play tricks on you. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but you don't. Sometimes you don't think that you actually, you know, you don't know what to think. Mm. Where was that place you saw that Victorian? It's my old home back in Farnham, and um, it was a fairly old place, not as old as this place, but it would have been the Victorian. By um, oh, I think you would Bourne Woods. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Oh, uh, great. Um, like no, it's fairly old, not as old as this one, but it's definitely around the Victorian era. Can't quite remember how old, but yeah, it's pretty cool. That one was cool, but in my room specifically, I did have two occasions where I walked in and I started choking and unable to breathe and shivering cold. And I would try to get my way out of the room, and for some reason, it felt like I was walking through jelly. It was horrible. When I got out of the room, I could suddenly breathe again. It was temperature was normal again, and then I went to look in the mirror because I was like, my throat hurts. I went to look in the mirror, and there were like strangulation marks around my neck. What the? Yeah, so that that was the scariest time I've ever had. Um, so that one was pretty real to me. That was that was very scary, and it wasn't because I was holding my neck because I was trying to just get out the room and kind of like grab the door rail and stuff. So yeah that one that one was interesting and i couldn't go back into the room just absolutely could not until it was cleansed um and then also at school in the music room i saw this kind of lingering shadow that was floating around the room and i just felt like death was around yeah. me. i hated that that was weird so ghosts for me i'm i'm weirdly i'm a skeptic about things but i also agree that things can happen it's a good so way to look at it. Very mm. good. Yeah, but still open-minded, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely so important. I believe, I believe people when they say it, because things can happen. Absolutely. I think it's not until you but actually witness something yourself. Mm. Yeah, I, that helps. Then like, it helps yeah, with everything. If you think about it, if you've never experienced something, you'll never understand it until you do. Yeah. Exactly. And it's the same with ghosts. If you haven't experienced something, that's kind of... You can only take so much of it as truth. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. I totally understand that. So yeah, interesting. That's very interesting. Thank Sorry, you for sharing. I've just stolen everything. No, no, no. That's the whole point of this. Yeah, we're just talking about your experiences and how you, you know, know anything about ghosts and that. That was brilliant. That was fantastic. So thank you for sharing that. That was really good. I think I, think I had something similar to the couple who stayed here, that person who stayed here. Yeah. We said about sharing a photo because I remember when I was younger. I've told the story many a time, but it's literally up burned into my head now. Because when I was younger, about seven or so, six, seven. Went down to my grand's house for like a Sunday lunch, and down there, I think it's about 400 years old. It used to be like an old inn, and there's constantly people going in and out of it, and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, about six or seven years old, just finished our roast. And I'm very much like, I'll have dinner or food, and I'm like, right, let's go. It's like, you know, we're done here now. Something kind of rude. And then um, <laughs> I remember I, I kind of left out to go to the driveway before everyone else, and uh, I was just standing on this like gravel carport. And I was just scanning the grounds because my grand had quite a big like garden and was taking it all in. And I remember because I started looking up towards the higher levels of the, the garden because it was all staggered up. And uh, I just remember being fixated on this one point for a split second or so and then suddenly just saw this like figure standing there but in such detail. 
this like old woman wearing this kind of like frilly like well, she had a frilly pinny on like really old Victorian dress hair down just above like her shoulders um, and yeah this kind of bonnet on and she's holding a basket in her arm and I literally you know when you get to the point where you see something really scary or you're scared of something you literally freeze yeah yeah or you like you watch a film like yeah. a horror film you're and like, someone gets really like startled and they just freeze and, yeah. and like paralyzed like, yeah. something like that I'd be like what are you doing just run yeah. Yeah. but then when that happened to me down there in that yeah. kind of carport I was like couldn't do anything mm. it suddenly made more something sense something mm. so unknown something like yeah. you've never seen before in your life mm. and um and then yeah I was just really really scared eventually kind of mustered up enough kind of energy or whatever to scarper as good as I could <laughs> ran into the front room all my family were in there and uh it must be really really creepy for them because I remember my mum looking at me and going are you okay like, you look like you've seen a ghost and everyone went quiet when they said that and I just nodded my, my little head and then everyone in the room kind of like leapt out the seats and was like what? What, what what do you mean what what happened and then uh I told them that and I didn't go down there for about two years or so two three years because I was so scared and Gosh. like worried about it and then one day I remember my dad getting a phone call from my auntie and uh <coughs> dad said to get me down there he was like would you mind coming down because I need a hand doing a garden like you know we need to get it done or whatever so I was like okay I'll do that okay I'll, I'll go down so I braved you know manned up <laughs> at the age of seven or eight nine ten and um went down there and as I walked into the kitchen I saw my auntie standing by the next next to this table and there was a book face down kind of like you know when you open a book up and you put it face down yeah. like that. and I walked in and, uh, she said to me that she was like oh, I know it might be hard for you to talk about but can you just describe exactly the woman you saw and like where you saw her and uh, I was like a little bit worried. I think I started crying a little bit, and then eventually started like, describing her in much more detail. And uh, yeah, pointed out you know the, the basket, the long hair, the kind of like bonnet and frilly apron, and and all that, and like just the details of everything. And and it, like when I told her that, my auntie and my dad, they both looked so just confused and yeah. And uh, she turned the page over. And pointed to this picture and was like, "Was that the lady you saw?" And I kind of peered over, and it was exactly, Ooh. exactly the woman I saw, Incredible. without a doubt. Dang. And the, <laughs> read the uh, kind of little story about her, and it was in a book uh, about Mingus and Porth Tower. And it's, I can't remember what her name was. I think it was like Elsie or something like that. But apparently, back then, the garden used to be it used to have like a public footpath running through it. And it used to be like a sla slanted field at an angle. Oh, right. And apparently this woman used to walk through the field carrying this basket full of like treats and sweets and all that in her shopping and then give sweets out to like kids and like children. Oh my so God. that just linked everything together. Like, the fact so I saw her as a child, wow. she had this basket, everything tied in. And uh, at that point, because I was like a tiny bit older, that then like, perked my interest up in all paranormal stuff. And yet, as Fran mentioned mm. a second ago, like staying slightly still sceptical mm. and kind of open-minded about everything, not just rushing to the conclusion like mm. that's paranormal. I think now I have, haven't seen something that kind of backs everything up. <laughs> as much but now as I'm interested in find more, find out more about it. So Nathan, so um, I think for me, when it comes to the uh, the whole idea of the paranormal and stuff, when I was um, when I was growing up. Uh, my mum's always loves horror films and like really spooky stuff and ghost hunting and things and I was like oh yeah it's really cool you know but being like a kid or even a teenager I was like ah oh, you know I don't really 
fully understand it. You're just kind of like, oh, it's scary and oh, it's spooky, and you, you, you kind of go with it, especially if it's your parents. My dad loves those things as well, but he is far more terrified of them at the same time. Like he, he watches a scary movie and he jumps, even if it's oh. like The Shining, like he will jump. Like he's just he's like, oh, I can't, can't do it. He's like, I love this stuff. Oh, I can't can't do it. And um, and so my mom's always, oh, we gotta go check out Winchester House. We always gotta go to like this place and that place, like, all these places that are haunted and things. And um, and one day they finally. Um, we went to Florida to the St. Augustine Lighthouse. The only reason I remember it really, really well is because my parents were both very excited about it. It's got a notoriety for being haunted. And, you know, we go on the typical ghost tour. I don't know, there was like 20 people of us going on this tour, take in the lighthouse. There's like a massive spiral staircase that goes up and they tell you, oh, okay, well, you know, so-and-so died here. A lot of the information was just like fluff, like typical crap. And like, oh, okay, well, up here there's a really heavy bucket. You can't accidentally kick it over. Like, it, it'll sometimes move and make a noise. Like, it's really loud. You will know if it moves. But it's true. You couldn't just, like, kick it and it would move or fall over. Like, you had to really mean to push it over or something for it to move. It was a big, heavy bucket. There was, like, a, a window that would rattle and stuff. And then I think the top door hatch would uh, would sometimes open. But it's like, you had to really mean to open it. We, um, we all were exploring, you know, trying to get our own footage and everything. The only thing that happened while we were in that lighthouse was yes there was a big loud bang we're pretty sure it was the bucket nobody saw it so for all we know somebody just played a prank did something really loud and everybody just kind of like, ooh spooky but nothing else happened so for me it was it was it was you know it was cool but still quite disappointing because i was like oh you know i i like to get my own experience i like to get my own you know realization of like oh okay there might be a lot more truth to this than you know just the stories or just the the, the films or you see people on a, the internet go off ghost hunting to different like locations and they get like all kinds of stuff happening to them and i'm like i've always wanted that experience at least once in my life to really be able to grasp and go okay there is definitely some truth to this i'm yeah. not sure how much truth but there is something to it but i've never had my own proper real experience where i've said you know what yeah I 100% believe in it. That, that is a very interesting point, that people who are very kind of closed off and not open to the experiences, not ready, not good with their intuition, they won't experience things so much because maybe they're too skeptical, they're too closed off, or they just, yeah, they don't have that intuition. Mm. Whereas there are people who will train their intuition to then connect stronger to this other world, they call it, um, and then they start to experience more. When I was younger, I was quite interested in kind of spiritual or intuition. I really, really wanted to build my intuition because I was quite good at like knowing things before they happened. I'm not saying I was like Yeah, I was just about to say the same thing. I was like thing. touching on it and having <laughs> like a good gut sense. No, no, there, there's been so many times where yeah. I was skateboarding down hills yeah. in the dark yeah. and I hear a voice say, you better stop, put your foot yeah, down, yeah. slow down, because yeah. there's a, you're gonna get run over. Yeah. And I do that instantly, and there we go. Exactly there's a speeding it. car goes straight past me, and I'm like, oh yeah, my how god, how yeah. how can I explain that? Yeah. It's not it's not just through skateboarding. It's sometimes I could just be climbing. You know, like we're going on walks, mm. and I get this voice that says no oh, go, yeah. go off this way he just, he just goes off on his own yeah. <laughs> yeah i can't i cannot explain why i get that feeling or yeah. we've asked him a thousand times where he goes and he, yeah it's true every single time he's, he's like oh something pulled me that way and we're like what what do you mean something pulled you that way i wanted to hone that skill of listening yeah. to intuition and having it and knowing 
as much as I could. Right. I really wanted to hone it because I knew I had quite a good intuition. My mum's always said I had a guardian so, yeah. angel or something looking over me anyway, yeah. trying to keep me safe in those situations where I was skateboarding in a pitch black, going down hills and things like that, where I should have not been doing those things. If you can't tell, Anthony is a bit of a rebel. Mm. He's a bit <laughs> hardcore. He loves doing things in the pitch black. Like painting. I'm Batman. <laughs> and Dory. <Yeah. laughs> so, um, so when I was younger, I, I did that and I opened myself up more and I was trying to believe and listen more to that intuition. But that's when those negative things started happening, the strangulation feeling, the, the worrisome feeling at the music room. Um, and also, I would, anywhere near an animal, I would get kind of a feeling of what they're feeling or a, an image of what they've seen kind of thing. Epic. And it, it starts to get really negative. You'd have positive experiences, but as you're doing it, you have to sort of protect yourself against negative stuff. So at the same time that I was experiencing positive stuff, I wasn't protecting myself against the negative and that was coming in. And then I started to get, you know, some really bad experiences that were really horrible. So I ended up just being like, just closing off from everything and I just shut it all down I said no that's it that's that's my time with intuition I'm not going through this again it was horrible emotionally it was horrible um, and it was physically scary as well but it's, it's the emotionals horrible so I was literally emotionally attached to anything that happened and like I would touch a dog and see some awful thing happen to them and it was just like oh my god what's happening so I shut myself off from it and, um, and now it's like no, it's just a background thing. I've always got some kind of intuition going on that's quite deep. And like you say, like when I'm driving, I'll know that a lorry's coming, even though a lorry never comes down this road. Exactly. Like, it's just stuff you it, know. Like I said, but, it, 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 it's yeah. hard to explain it unless you're with me at the same time. And you, like I've had like races, you know, like slalom races down hills with friends before in, in the situation. And I've instantly stopped or, or, or pulled back and they've overtook it and they've had an accident or they've fallen over and stuff in the same line I was going mm. I had that in intuition or I had that voice saying you better stop right now because there's a pothole you're coming up to a big pothole or something like that or anything it is very hard to explain it unless mm. I think everyone experiences this to a certain level it just depends how open they are to it and how aware they are to it so your gut feeling is always a very strong feeling it just depends how much you listen to it if you don't listen to it very often if you kind of ignore those feelings they start to get diminished as they happen and so i think ghosts kind of connect to that because it is to do with like intuition and spiritualism and so i think there's a lot of people who won't experience things mm. because they're just like closed off to it it's not their kind of they don't understand this stuff. They don't think about it. So maybe for you, I wonder if maybe you're disconnected in some way too. Could be. That's, that's definitely, like you want it to definitely happen, an idea. But you're not necessarily thinking. Of maybe you're, you're maybe I'm missing it something. Much. Yeah, you're yeah. wanting it. it maybe it's too open. Yeah, it should just. No, it's not having too open necessarily. Too open would mean you'd get either negative or positive feedback. It's more about learning how to see the intuition, feel the intuition, the spiritualism intuition will cover this sort of spiritual side of it it's like a deeper feeling it's 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 an interesting you you get it once you get it so for a lot of people it might be very very difficult to start down this road and, and let it happen it's it's interesting yeah that's, that's an interesting, interesting take yeah so 
maybe we should do an intuition course for you. Well, <laughs> one step at a time, you know, we, we've, still got, we've still got things to cover about this. You know? No, no, yeah. I, mean, I mean, we'll take you off on a, on a spiritual course in the woods with a, a white box. meditating. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like no, I'm no. never going to come back. <laughs> yeah, you, you come back. leave me with some druids. <laughs> I think he just wants to cuddle, Dan. Yeah. He does, he wants cuddles. Right, so another important thing we need to talk about is obviously there are um, different types of entities, spirits, however you want to term. I was going to say terminalize, but terminalize is definitely not the right kind of word. However you want to describe these uh, manifestations. So I'm going to go over some of them real quick to kind of give you a little idea of maybe, you know, especially if people have their own personal experiences, it might give them a slightly bigger idea of maybe what they were exactly possibly dealing with if you know it is real or not so um obviously you've got to cover the word apparition which is a ghost or ghost like image of a person can range from like full body apparition to shadows you know maybe even to just something as small as insignificant like an orb you know which i mean you could easily completely miss that half the time you know but um another really really big one to talk about is a poltergeist which is something we have we have mentioned already on this it's um so a poltergeist is german for noisy ghost or noisy spirit and it's a type of ghost or spirit that's responsible for physical disturbances such as loud noises and objects being moved or destroyed. Uh, most claims about or fictional descriptions of poltergeist show them as capable of pinching, biting, hitting, and tripping people. Steve, scratching. Yes, yeah, yeah, so that's, that's quite it's quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So they're um, they're also depicted as capable of movement of or levitation of objects such as furniture, cutlery, noises such as knocking on doors, and then obviously you, you can't. You can't not talk about Poltergeist and mention the 1982 film from Steven Spielberg. I mean, brilliant film as well. But still, I mean, a, a Poltergeist alone, that's, you know, especially for different videos I've seen online, that's that's a huge array of the type of ghosts that people tend to encounter. Mm. Something has been moved, yeah. something has been thrown, somebody's been hurt. Definitely, definitely. I didn't, unfortunately, see it. But I remember I was working with um, this woman called Jackie at the Aggie Hotel in St. Agnes, funnily enough. And um, uh, was what was it? What was that pub called? The St. Agnes Hotel. Oh, okay. And, uh, <laughs> I didn't know if you, didn't know if you just covered that. Know it. And I was uh, walking, walking through to get to the bar to like give them the specials for the day. And as I was doing that, I saw Jackie up on this stool, like writing the menu up. And uh, we both kind of started chatting a little bit. And then suddenly we just heard this like sliding noise coming from the far end of the bar. No one was sitting there. They're the only people in the pub, me and Jackie. That was it. And so I heard this like sliding noise. She was on the stool, so she managed to kind of see what was going on. Oh, right. And then suddenly just heard this sliding and then crash. And we were both like, I was like, what the hell was that? <laughs> and she was like, oh my God, like, like really startled. And I was like, what happened? What happened? And she was just like, she was looking, she saw, she heard the sliding move start, looked over, and there was a table kind of similar to this size, a wood table. And she saw this glass, like a little Coke glass, literally just slide off the table and smash on the floor. Mm. <laughs> And there were quite a few things like happening there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've always liked the idea of the the poltergeist activity, especially because, um, like, uh, I know for me, like, I love watching uh, ghost hunters or uh, like, you, I think um, you've got different YouTubers online who walk who are in like um, Arabic countries or Asian countries, and they'll go check out like uh, abandoned pretty much anything, houses and stuff. Like in in the Arabic countries, they're mostly hunting for like jinns, which. Uh, another thing we'll, we'll talk about in here and they do a lot of poltergeist based activity but they're a lot more malicious basically and then uh, a lot on the asian spectrum they have a uh, different kind of creatures they're looking for i think they're called like yokai or yurai which is another one we'll talk about in a moment 
And uh, it's, it's just interesting to see that, you know, that there's there's always some form of ghost in almost every single kind of country you can imagine but obviously they all have different terminology for it they have different ideas of what they look like and weirdly especially when it comes to like various footages that you see and stuff a lot of their things do kind of weirdly match up based on the folklore that they have specifically for their own country so i think it's, it's quite interesting when it comes to uh oh, i just remembered like the creepiest kind of ghost um happening i've ever thought of it's um after a tsunami in Japan, and there's this entire like village and area that got wiped out. Oh yeah. <coughs> and people started to return after um, quite a few years, I think. Started to return home. They wanted to live in their own village, and they they returned home. But at night, they would find people walking the street, lost, confused, and maybe wearing wet, soaking, dripping clothes. And they would knock on people's doors and say, you know where's my home have you got some clothes for me and people would give them gifts like clothes from the their room and, and towels bed, and stuff right to help you dry off and stuff and they'd say you're lost you you died in the tsunami and they would tell them that and they'd say oh, okay thank you and then they'd kind of walk away and then that would be it they would be at rest but these people living people had to deal with all these ghosts roaming there all this like trauma that was left behind yeah because like, like the soul is such a strong thing isn't it like no one really knows much about it so do you reckon if your life was taken like that so quickly you weren't ready to realize yeah. you said, that you probably aren't even dead still, yeah 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 and it probably was quite such a strong thing because so many people died so quickly in this huge event that was just kind of it was unexpected they hadn't even evacuated it was just so shocking and um yeah so that's an interesting that's a really interesting mm. one that another interesting one we want to talk about is the idea of a haunt so a haunt is a place a ghost manifests itself at regularly it might have been of importance to the person or maybe you know it has a weird attachment to them maybe they don't even realize they're in that location like say um a great one is like say they're you know they might have died as a roman warrior at a coliseum or something but that coliseum was torn down and it's turned into maybe different buildings and stuff he still thinks he's at a coliseum kind of on this like loop so he might be seen walking through walls and stuff or doing bizarre actions at this mm. hotel apartment whatever it could be now it's it's just very interesting to think well, about the idea of a haunt linking that thing so this other theory i heard apparently like certain objects or certain things like a, a stone piece of, or a tree or something like that mm. there was a theory where it said you know, similar objects like that have been around for hundreds of years or so kind of end up being like in a sense like a video camera like they all right it, it almost like captures a moment in time yeah moments in time so. exactly haunted yeah yeah i know i know what you mean I, i've definitely heard that that theory too i think it's like um where then things get played over and over and yeah over yeah yeah seeing the same sort of apparition same well, time same place yeah 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 or there's uh or there's like ones that can get possessed like i think one of the most famous ones is uh the the, the annabelle doll over in the um over in the states that get they got captured by the uh, the demonologists. I uh, completely forget the name, which is terrible, but from the Conjuring film and stuff. It, and they they've actually got it in their Bizarro museum, locked up in a in a case and things. And it, it does move and do things. Apparently, it can like murder people. It's got such a demonic reputation, but it's because it's been possessed by somebody. I was going to say it's like that Chucky doll. Oh yeah, that's that's with, another good way with to mention that black magic, dark arts, where he's transported his soul into yeah. another being or another object absolutely which is the same same thing as what you're saying about the doll or like the uh the less popular film of 
all that idea as a boy. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean it's it's yeah, it's yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly for good reason. Yeah. Uh, the next one we want to talk about is phantom, which is another term for ghosts and spirits. But um, I mean that's, that's kind of all there is to it. Is you, you know like you know, there's always going to be synonyms for ghosts and spirits. But you know it, it did mention phantom, and it's like oh the idea of a phantom is possibly different. Not usually really. It's just kind of another fancy word for it. And then, uh, you know, obviously links to the films Phantom of the Opera, or you got the 2013 film about a Soviet submarine in the Cold War trying to prevent a war. Haven't seen it personally, so I don't know how good it is. I can't say I have to. Nope. <clears throat> and then you've got uh, a shade, which is uh, it's a ghost residing in the underworld. Now, I don't know exactly how that kind of translates. Maybe it makes it more like a shadowy person. Maybe that's what shadow people are. Is there more shades? And that also links to the 2003 American neo-noir crime thriller film, Shade. Haven't seen it either. I think that film's just about being under a tree in the sunlight. You're just in the shade. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Let's see, then you've got uh, Spectre, which is a visible, disembodied spirit. Also the uh, 007 Bond film with Daniel Craig. Uh, let's see, you've got Spirit, which is um, similar to Soul. It's a... Uh, With a beer. No, <laughs> no, because you were talking about the soul earlier. It's the vital principle or animating force within all living things. The concepts of a spirit and soul often overlap, and both are believed to survive bodily death in some religions. And spirit can also have the sense of ghost, i.e. manifestation of the spirit of a deceased person. It's also often used to refer to the consciousness of, or personality. There's also the 2002 animated film about a horse. There's also alcohol. Uh, yes, spirits, that's right. Uh, so what's interesting to me about soul spirits, we are all atoms made of the same stuff that's around us everywhere. Yet the walls don't have thinking, feelings and emotions and thoughts and they that's don't true. have dreams well, no, they that have, we know of. They don't have consciousness, do but, they? Yeah, so how does consciousness become to be? Because that is a great question. Exist. We are just atoms, and technically, if you crush us, we'll become sand. You know. We can it's, absolutely have a science podcast episode at one point. I, I would love that. I'd but... love to know more about souls. But then that, because the stories of kind of where someone has like died hundreds of years ago, or mm. so or whatever, or like even mm. ten years, whatever, and then a baby will be born. They'll get to the age of like two or three or so. They'll start acting either slightly, you know, more mature for their age or they'll start just saying these random words and pointing out those random like locations and stuff. Mm. And then there's been a couple of like a lot of research done on it where people it's reincarnation mm -hmm. where someone will die in like a tragic event. There was one recently I, I saw where um there was a kid, I think he was probably about seven or eight, and like when he was born, like I said, he was kind of like quite mature for his age and and coming out these random names like not imaginary friends just random specific almost names. like people he knew yeah yeah and then uh and then they got this like scientist in to do some tests on him and ask him like a whole huge range of questions where the only answer had to be specific for them to say yes or no this is happening and, mm. and they were asking him like um like addresses like with postcodes all that and asking him about certain surroundings around where this so-called house he lived in was and, and out of every single question him and like a load of other kids who had the same kind of thing were answering all these questions perfectly and they all linked together and all the names that they kind of mentioned previously all popped up and then they were able to trace like that kind of friendship group or the family 
and again everything linked together and there's been so many cases of that like kind of reincarnation and mm. so that then gives more uh, kind of I guess proof that the soul can live on soul can kind of Mm. Absolutely. It's yes. Yeah, so it's not the first time I've heard. I think I've heard that same kid story as well. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think they also did it with like pictures as well, and they yeah, were able yeah, to point out it. like, oh yeah, that was the the building that I worked in or something. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Another one which was like uh, I was when I was a bit younger. There's another kid who had something similar, and uh, I think it was on the news. And um, his mum said, "Oh yeah, our kid said Johnny because that's a typical young yeah. name, Johnny, Johnny boy." Um, oh, boy! He, he apparently was a uh, yeah. Kept on drawing all these pictures of a certain house, mm. and um, had all these details of like, for, like three dogs he drew outside of it, and then like, a couple of people and all that, and like a certain. I think it's like a green fence or red red fence, and um, I think the house was red as well. And red house started, red fence. All these like drawings, which were really specific, if you looked at it in more detail. Mm. They all had the same kind of house name, and even like, underlined them with an address. And his mum and dad were like, where's, where's his house? And he was like, oh, it's in, in Wales. And then, he, he, then they were like, oh, what village or where is it? What, where in Wales is it? And then he pronounced this like tiny little, well, this, the, the small village, but it had a huge Welsh name. He pronounced <laughs> yeah, it that's, perfectly, that's Wales, all right. <laughs> perfectly, like he was like a local from there. Wow. And then again, he kind of came up with all these names of like his previous family, what he used to do. And then when they kind of traced it all, everything again linked up, and that's crazy. It's all of it. That is absolutely amazing. What stories, really man? Cool. The next ghost type we're going to talk about is um is a spook. Now this obviously it, it sounds like a joke, you know. Obviously, I mean, oh, it's a spook. Oh, I've been spooked, you know. But it is it is another synonym for ghost, or uh, funnily enough, a spy. And there is a. There is a, the Spooks film, Greater Good, 2015, with Kit Harrington in it, which is funnily enough a spy film. I know, all of these linked to a film. It's fantastic. Then we go into a bit more angrier territory. We're talking about a wraith, which is usually an angry spirit. Sometimes they're vengeful, like the reason they're still on this earth is because they have revenge. You know, they have something they have to do. It might be like getting revenge on a certain person or like, oh, you know, uh, I think another good one is uh, La Llorona in uh, Mexico. She's, um, she drowned her own children but um but she's like haunted forever on this earth and she's always trying to find her child the one that she murdered but she obviously i guess forgot or something i don't know but the fact is she's still forced to stay on this earth supposedly finding her child but she never will because she killed it so that's quite interesting there's also the 1986 sci-fi thriller with the same name uh then you move on to a mare which obviously we're thinking, oh, that's, you know, it's a female horse. Mm. But funnily enough, you can also uh, say a mare, which in Old Dutch or Old English, there's also Old High German, Old Norse and Swedish, all use the same word. And it's a malicious entity in Germanic and Slavic folklore that rides on people's chests while they sleep, bringing on oh. nightmares. Almost like... Sleep paralysis. Yeah, yeah. sleep paralysis I've demon. That's had right. that before and that is the most horrific. It is quite horrific. awful, isn't it? Yeah, I remember being like a little kid and mum and dad like, house and uh i said literally i remember being like asleep but awake it really feels like you're awake mm. long bed and uh i could see not in detail at all but you could just there was like a a thing telling you like there's something horrible in the corner of that room in the dark and the shadows like the shade yeah thing, yeah yeah and it was like i was telling it to fuck off basically like <laughs> shouting and uh 
I couldn't move my body at all, but I could see it then. It was just like lingering, like letting me know it was there. And like you said, if it, it feels like someone's pinned you down in your chest, you can't. Yeah, it literally it feels like you can't do horrible. anything. Like, horrible. I mean, you can barely breathe even. I know, I know for me, I've had a level of sleep paralysis. I wouldn't say that I felt like there was an evil presence, but I've definitely had, I think maybe one or two nights in my life where, um, where I've woken up kind of in the middle of the night. I'm in like a weird cold sweat. I can't move. I can hardly breathe. Like everything's all clenched up, and like you know, I can like look around. Like that's it. That's all I can do. And it probably lasts about five minutes, and all of a sudden, just I'm good. And it's just it was the strangest thing. I'm like, well, you know, for all I know, maybe it was a mirror. Maybe I just couldn't see it. You know, I mean, I can only really move around so much. For all I know, maybe yeah. there was something there. How am I supposed to know? Maybe I just couldn't see it. It's yeah. It's quite interesting to think that a mare, something something with such a silly name, could be so terrifying. Yeah, I mean that's that's just awful, isn't it? The next one we're going to talk about is a banshee. Now, a banshee is a, an Irish term, and it's um it's a woman of the fairy mound or a fairy woman. Uh, she's a female spirit in Irish folklore who heralds the death of a family member, usually by wailing, shrieking, or keening. Her name is connected to the mythologically important tumuli or mounds that dot the Irish countryside, which are known as a side or singular Sid in Old Irish. Now, um, I know, obviously I haven't really heard, I've, I've heard people scream weird stuff in the night, but that could be just because of like, you know, they were on drugs or something, you know, who, who knows, maybe they're having a weird trip or they were just, you know, maybe they completely lost it, who knows. But um, I haven't heard that recently, so I can't say I've met or encountered a banshee, but I've definitely heard weird things in the middle of the night, like screams and things. Oh my God, you've just reminded me of one. Oh, I was up, at the mezzanine in our old house and it was kind of on the side of this wooded path it wasn't a footpath but it was this path in deep woods um and just one night and it was full moon or something and there was just this, this howling scream and it sounded like a girl in trouble and i was mm. like oh my god and i was trying to work it out trying to look out the window see if i could see anything hear anything and it, it was quite a prolonged scream as well and i was like is going on but nothing happened after that I, I didn't see anyone didn't hear anyone there was no more rustling there was no nothing so um i kind of just gave up on it but it was so freaky it was really freaky like like a banshee would scream mm -hmm. it almost but yeah oh i don't know to this day i don't know what that scream was could have been a banshee i will never know could have been my neighbors could have been dodgy yeah they're obviously like I remember walking back from my mate's house in the really late at night when I was like 11 at like 6 o'clock in the evening and um, really late at night really late <laughs> so, so like yeah that's dark and cold and um I remember walking past my skateboard and saw this bush and were I you answering it what that's what you're doing <laughs> and I suddenly heard this like bush like shaking around and then just heard <laughs> I absolutely bolted <laughs> I which, I, so which I told him it could have been a badger it probably was a badger but I was not sitting around they off. both start with B they yeah they do not B. like skateboards so my my previous job right it was at a bar and I I, I stayed behind and have a few beers the badger banshee bar <laughs> and I used to skate home from, it was about three miles from where I lived, so I'd skateboard home downhill, you know, and... Do a kickflip. 
Yeah, do kickflips. So yeah, I'm, I'm going down a hill, and all of a sudden this badger, straight out in front of me, I hit the bank, flew over someone's garden wall, and I'm lying back down, face down into somebody's garden, like, what the fuck, how did I get here? <laughs> I'm, I'm two sheets to the wind, so I'm trying to get my stuff together, what's going on here? Climb over the, the, the hedge, and I see this badger trying to fight my skateboard. <laughs> Literally fight this skateboard. Like, like how's this? You might not. That's yeah, that's incredible. Uh, that's, it's crazy. I, they I do no not idea. like skateboards. They do apparently don't like skateboards. I had no so idea. I, I wrestled. Already you wrestled the badger. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrestled my skateboard from oh, the badgers. Would have a field day with you. Well, I was two sheets to the wind, man. I would. The badger would have killed him. You know what I'm saying? He's smaller than the badger. Anthony would have been rogue killed. So I thought, you know, I'll carry on with my journey home. But the badger continuously tried to chase me down this hill. Well, he chased your skateboard, but yeah. Well, yeah. He didn't see you as a threat. I don't know what it was, but tiny ant is fine. That's a skateboard. Big mean skateboard on wheels. The noise, yeah. So yeah, badges aren't very nice. Nor to skateboards. No. Well, I mean, that's. Uh, I think you should write that into. Um, uh, I guess a zoo. I don't know who you would write that to, but uh, mm. somebody needs to know that badgers are not nice to skateboards. Oh, badgers. Mortal enemies. Yeah. My dad had a badger experience. He. He heard something coming through the cat trap and thought, that's weird, the cats are in. So we went to have a look and he saw this black and white thing and then just ran out screaming to my mum, oh my god, there's a badger coming through the cat flap. <laughs> and she was like, what, what, what? And she, she gets up, she goes to look at the cat flap, this little black and white pussing cat comes in, <laughs> like, meow. <laughs> and she's like, um, it's just the farm cat from across the road. He's like, no, I thought it was a badger. <laughs> Big mean badger, scary. <laughs> Can use cat flaps advanced <laughs> they're so smart now it was quite a funny story that one i wasn't there but it was funny <laughs> i thought ghosts can bring us together with badgers well, how about yeah, that like i said yeah. <laughs> oh that's right banshees and badgers yeah that's what it is banshee badger bar banshee badger bar good old bantony <laughs> that'll be one day that'll be a pipe dream for us that'll be great and then, why is it called the banshee why is it called the, the badger banshee bar oh we got a story for you <laughs> the next ghost type we're going to talk about is a revenant because he's, he's not quite a ghost so in folklore a revenant is an animated corpse that is believed to have been revived from death to haunt the living no, almost like a yeah like yeah, a zombie, zombie right whenever I hear of it I just think it's like an old priest going around giving out little like verses from the bible you think that's a revenant? Yeah, that's what I think of every single time I hear it. Yeah, yeah like that's, a, what I hear, yeah. that's what I think of. <laughs> I was thinking revelry, but yeah, I mean, that's. I think you're right on that. <laughs> Sadly. I mean, spe speaking of that, because it's pretty much a zombie. You, you've movie, you've seen a zombie, is that what you're going to yeah. tell us now? There was a warm up now. Oh my god. There's probably some guy. Oh, it was sometime in October, I think. Yeah. Right, so if it was like a zombie apocalypse, everyone would have spoken to and like, yeah. And say, oh, it'd be so much fun, you know, oh, go around no. killing zombies. <laughs> yeah. like, Quite frankly, we would have no idea. How, how yeah. would everyone else respond to that? Would you be up for a fight uh -huh. with a zombie? Or uh, per personally, it? yes. You would. I personally, yeah. I can't. I've got, I've got it planned out. If this day ever does happen, Anthony's got a badger. I've got a skateboard. I've got a hockey stick. And I've got, got a badger. baseball bat. I've got a chainsaw. Uh, golf clubs. Jeez. 
I've got He's tools got up ready just cats. to do this. I'm the and only person I I've know got garden shoes. That is so deathly. <laughs> you your fingers tick, tick, tick. <laughs> I would kill myself first. Ah, no, no, no. Oh, I'll, go, I'll go out fighting, is what I'm going yeah, to try to say. Might as well have a bit of fun, the right? First, exactly. The first game Get a bit I drunk. ever bought on the Xbox uh, One was um, Dead Rising 3, and I couldn't play it. So you freaked out. I just couldn't. If I was given the controller and there was even one zombie near me, I would like smash the bottom uh, buttons, scream, and then throw the controller. <laughs> I just could not play it. You would not it like is. Left 4 Dead then. I, yeah, I don't know what it <laughs> is. They're much Zombies faster. Are just the thing for me. Like, oh, World War Z! You would definitely hate that. Fast, fast militia I zombies. I can't. It freaks me out. Like so I said, much. I got it. Uh, had it was a bloody zombie, and like all of us probably say now, like, yeah, we'll take it on. What about a clean if zombie? You saw a bloody death, I would. And, like, yeah, and it wants your brain. Yeah, wants your brain, which is what I think. I think a very. my brain. I think a very important thing you have to ask yourself about, especially like in Dan's scenario, a zombie is coming towards you. How quickly can they move? That is key. If they're quick, that's even scary because well, exactly. They, if they're they quick, they're terrified. But if they're slow, well, then you, uh, you, you've got it. It's Shaun of the Dead season. You're going to have a fucking riot. Yeah, you know what I really, mean? Really, really slow. So yeah. Shouldn't be because obviously their limbs are pretty much. Well, exactly. Off. There's decomposition going on. They but don't then, have control over their muscles. But then there's also the hordes. What if the numbers so outweigh? It's still Shaun of the Dead. Then, then it's isn't fire. You still have a great time. You start a massive fire and you burn. But if they create some sort of huge trap, yeah. Dig You'd a big hole. Yeah. Ah, well, I'll tell you what, we can. Or, yeah, that's, or that's possible. You go to the highest ground. You go onto roofs. You know, somewhere where. <laughs> you know. <laughs> that's true. That, that'd be a great place. Grinding to these this. Uh, you know, yeah. all types yeah. of weaponry in a tool What would be your choice? Well, I mean. One weapon, one weapon. Okay, so if we get one weapon to choose from. Baseball bat with nails in it. Uh, that's, that's pretty good honestly um, you, you don't have to worry about fuel or changing chains mm, or anything like that it's quick and I know, easy I know that's, that's pretty good actually I, I don't know if I could beat that I, I mean I guess a cricket bat's also cricket good bat, but, no, that's another you know, good one I would yeah. think like a pole arm go back where, to where, the 1600 okay well, that's, that's quite good you've got Ball reach that's true yeah. that's quite good reach is good reach is very good yeah yeah, but uh, that's, that's a good one. But you just have to one. sharpen the blade occasionally. And oh, get yeah. The but you could even double-side it and everything. You could do all I sorts think of things. I reckon this is quite an intense... It's not really a weapon, to be fair. It's an agricultural... So you're going to throw plants yeah. at them, Dan. What is <laughs> wrong with you? Hey, man. When you're going down those country lanes and in front of you, you're stuck behind a really slow track there, cutting the heads of that huge machine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll get one of them. You can just spin 360. A cabbage picker. See, see, 360. Just a hedge that, trimmer. That's okay. where you're going wrong. you got to remember. You got fuel. As well, yeah, but fuel. Electricity. Yeah. yeah. Is going to free. Where are you going to go to the petrol station, mate? You do. You just drain all the fuel. fuel I I, I guess that's true because the only reason we pay for fuel is because we have to. But if everything's all gone tits up and there's fuel in the tanks, that's true. They can't stop you. Who's going to stop you? You just take it. That's true. That's um, true. Yeah, that's an irrational fear of mine because I would be up for fighting anything else. You, you give me a zombie. No, I'm not. No, I've been thinking this for a long time. What about a badger? Yeah, no, fine. Anthony, Anthony lost to a badger. I mean, I met, yeah. I met a little legless lizard the other day that we thought was a snake, and I was Aww. testing him. Oh, he like, was I so cute. I'm going to pick though. him up. And so, you know, I'm yeah, I, d- I didn't know they were a thing. Slow worm. I, Do you not? No, I, I had no idea. Uh, really? No, no idea. Saw something in my camera. That's why I was like, oh, I think it's a snake. But, um, you know, legless lizard. How about that? I had I no idea. I have to say, though, because I've 
we're on ghosts. If if I was in that situation again where I was strangled and it felt like I was walking through jelly, fighting a ghost must be really hard because they are very strong. You can't see it and you can't Yeah, and it. you're like, what, yeah, how would you defeat it other than like getting some crystals and going, oh, yeah. yeah. Ghostbusters, <laughs> man. Obviously <laughs> Ghostbusters. I mean, but... But all jokes yeah, aside, it's true. I mean, <laughs> I, there, there, there's like there's like ideas about, um, especially with with demons at least, which is another one we'll talk about. You have to use uh, salt to protect yourself. You can you can yeah. make a circle around yourself in salt. The demon cannot get you, but also then you cannot leave that circle well, unless you yeah. like drain some salt behind you as you go everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, no, no. Well, no, because because the the idea is they can't cross salt. So if you're just leaving a trail behind you, they can still get you from the but front. You just chuck salt in two salt. lines across the front of you like a path, mm. and you've got a pathway everywhere you want. Yeah, exactly. But then you you, you have to be loaded up to the gills with just salt. Well, you can just we get just... someone to drive in front of you with a gritter. Uh, well, that's let, an let's idea. Take this that's apart, an idea. Right? Either you wouldn't have salt because you're not ready to fight a demon, right? Or you do have salt because you're ready to fight a demon. So you have so much salt, you can do what you need. I to suppose do. chefs would be ready to fight a demon. Yeah, but then they've also got garlic, which is good for uh, good for vampires. They've probably got some kind of silver tools or cutlery, so they can fight werewolves. So yeah, actually, when you think about it, chef, chefs are chefs are quite prepared for most things. Actually, they also have like butcher's knives and things, great for cutting off uh, you know zombie limbs and stuff. And a steak for stabbing a vampire. Yeah. Like a medium rare steak might not. Or a little <laughs> toothpick. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, can you can you imagine just <laughs> stab them with this with a toothpick and they go, "Are you fucking serious?" And they they die. Can you imagine? I have a hundred. <laughs> oh man, there's so much. There's just so much tangent we can go on. What's it's those amazing. little burger things that you put in to keep the burger? Right? Like a bamboo oh, stick. There you go. Yeah. yeah, just one of them. Would that count? I mean, I suppose it's kind of a wood, but at the same time, bamboo isn't a wood. It, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's technically a weed. It's technically a weed. It's wow. technically a weed. So I, it's a I, thing. It's, it's awkward, right? Because I would be willing to test it, but just the fact of saying that, it then invites a vampire towards me. So it's uh, have, I, have I fucked myself? I no, don't know. Dracula going, I want your brain. He's like, he's like, this man said he, he wants to, he, he invited me to, to try the bamboo thing. I know it doesn't work because I'm fucking smart, but <laughs> Dracula's just going to come and go, yes, bamboo me, go on, let's see what happens. Oh, oh no, I'm so weak, just kidding, fuck you. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's how I think it's going to go. It's <laughs> alright, it's a good night, good night in. Oh man, it's just becoming like a Halloween Everyone podcast wins. now, it's great, fantastic what we're talking about. Right, so the next one we're going to start talking about, we're going to go a bit more, um, obviously we've got to kind of branch out from the traditional ideas of ghosts based on our Western westernization of the uh, the subject. We're going to go into more uh, Japanese style, where we're going to talk about yokai. Now, yokai are a class of supernatural monsters and spirits in Japanese folklore. And uh, the reason they say monsters and spirits is because, yes, they could be somewhat humanoid, but they can also be, say some kind of a cat or you know it could be like almost any kind of a ghost not just a human it's almost like a big broad general spectrum but at the same time it does go more monster based as well like oh maybe they've you know deformed as they died or something maybe now they're a vicious disgusting entity thing but it's still like a ghost if you will which i was like well that's quite interesting to think about you know the idea of like you know maybe something horrific happened to you as you died and it has forever formed you into something different so you're not quite like a typical ghost that you'd see just walking about like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm good old me. It's like, you know, you are now this monstrosity. That's quite an interesting concept to me. Like, I mean, 
who knows what you would be when you die if you were to become a ghost? How can you guarantee? You'd be like, well, I'm magically going to be, you know, the prime of my youth. How would you know? Yeah. That's, I, I think that's quite an interesting concept. I like that idea. It obviously goes a bit more more supernatural, but we're not gonna we're not gonna go there. We're not we don't need that because that then it goes like you know ooh they're demonic and stuff and like yeah that's, that's a whole different thing. We're, you know we'll get to that eventually. The next one is um, yurai, which are figures in Japanese folklore analogous to the Western model of ghosts. So they're just like your typical humanoid ghosts. You know, not just like oh they've deformed like oh they've died. They're still a human, okay. but they're a ghost. That is yeah. their word for it is yurai, which is quite interesting. It goes a bit more in detail, but we don't need to. We don't need to break down the kanji. We're not here for that. Uh, then we're going to go on to Oni, which is a kind of a yokai. It could be a demon. It could be an ogre or a troll in Japanese folklore. They're typically portrayed as hulking figures with one or more horns growing out of their heads. Stereotypically, they're conceived of as red, blue, or white-colored, wearing loincloths of tiger pelt and carrying a giant club. Which is crazy, because I'm, I'm sitting well, I've, I've played some... Uh, some Japanese games when you're like, oh, you're fighting Oni and stuff. And yeah, sure enough, it's, it sounds exactly like that. And I can see why they wanted to portray you're fighting an Oni. I can I can see where they got the inspiration for, you know, because especially as a kid growing up, well, I don't know what an Oni is. I have no idea what that is. It's some kind of Japanese demon or something. Well, it's good to have a little bit more information about it. I I I've never heard about that before. Have you not? Not an Oni. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, so it's basically just a, a Japanese demon that might be more than just a demon. They might be just a massive ogre troll with a big old club and a loincloth, almost He-Man-like, you know? With with horns, usually. Not always with horns. It's like, was it, Hellboy? Yeah, kind of yeah. like Hellboy. Yeah. A little... I mean, yeah. obviously, yeah. That's, that's, that that's actually, sense, yeah. That was, that's a very good way to... Yeah, I never thought I'll of that. keep an eye out if I see something. If I do, I'll let you know. I mean, if you see Hellboy, then we like. could be like, are you an Oni? <laughs> And then you've got jinns, which is more about a, it's um, romanized as jinn with a D, D-J-I-N-N, -N, or anglicized as genies, interestingly mm -hmm. enough. So we know them as genies, but they're a bit more than just like typical wish givers and stuff. Mm -hmm. So they're supernatural creatures in early pre-Islamic Arabian and later Islamic mythology and theology. Like humans, they're created with phytra. I don't know what phytra is, probably some kind of a life force maybe. Neither born as believers nor as unbelievers, but their attitude depends on whether they accept God's guidance. They can grant wishes, but that doesn't mean they should. And the reason they say that is because, you know, genies, I mean, usually we know genies as like, oh, Aladdin, oh, we had the genie, he gave him three wishes and it was all good and stuff. Well, not every genie is going to be a good genie. Uh, they could be malicious genies. They could do whatever they want. They have that power. They can do... You know, they can grant as many wishes as they want, but they might fuck you over with it. Oh, yes, it's like like the monkey's paw thing, you know, where it's like, oh, I'm going to give you a wish, but it's not going to be exactly what you want it to be. Do you, do you, do you know that? Do you know that rumor? No. You don't know, you don't know about the monkey's paw either? Man, that's crazy. I can't believe that. That was that was a great film. But the idea was it was like a cursed object, kind of like a obsessed or um, possessed, sorry, possessed by the paranormal, and it you would uh, you'd basically wish something, a finger would go down because it grants a wish, but it's not like, you know, oh, I wish I had a million dollars. Okay, so it grants that wish. You have all that money, but that money has been stolen. Yeah. So you are now an outlaw. You you got what you wanted, but it's not the way you wanted it. Right. Yeah. Quite clever. So you have to be stupidly specific. Oh, they will find yeah. a way. But yeah, I mean, you, you best try to be as specific as possible, right? Let's see. Where else are we going? Shinigami, which is another interesting one to talk about. So they're gods or supernatural spirits that invite humans toward death in certain aspects of Japanese religion and culture. 
They've been described as monsters, helpers, and creatures of darkness. They're used for tales and religions in Japanese culture. They're um, they're almost like these uh, these gods of death, almost like the Grim Reaper, mm -hmm. if you will. But instead of being portrayed as like a skeleton and a robe and stuff, they're usually like winged humanoid creatures, almost like angels in a way, yeah. but more demonic as they're like you're coming towards the death, the the underworld side. Yeah, it quite. Be one of their like gods that looks like that. Um, Thanatos. Mm, not sure it's that one actually. There's um, a Japanese god that looks a bit like that. Now every his name could be like with a K. I better look it up. I'll look it up. Hmm. Not quite I sure. No. And then the the last one we'll touch on is classic demons, which is a supernatural being typically associated with evil, prevalent historical religion. Occultism, literature, fiction, mythology, folklore, as well as a media such as comics, video games, movies, anime, like everything. Everything is talked about demons because the idea of demons is terrifying but amazing. And the original Greek word daemon does not carry negative connotations. So back in, you know, the older Greece times, Greek mythology and things, they had a form of demon which was not always a negative thing. I didn't look too much into it. Just, I think just that, that says quite a lot about it, though. Yeah, it's it's, it's quite quite fantastic, really. There's there's so many different kinds of spirits and entities that you could talk about. I think I think it's truly fascinating because I mean, I've seen some videos where they're like, oh yeah, this place is is a uh, is uh, is possessed with a with a demon, and you're like, oh okay, well it's usually something that will it will attack somebody. That's why they call it a demon, even though it could still be just a poltergeist, just a very vicious poltergeist. You're right. like, it's just about being possessed or some Okay, you just come out, you get to start levitating in a minute. <laughs> it's a bit cold out there, so. Is it? Why'd you go outside? Smoking. I didn't. No, I went, oh. went, went to the kitchen and the pool was like, we ran out of uh, washing up liquid. <laughs> I see. I don't know if this is now on there. We can cut it out, it's fine. We can cut anything out. Yeah. They don't have to know. We could just, we could just spout nonsense right now. They wouldn't know. Okay, no, I can't find. That's if anyone knows who I'm talking about, uh, I miss <laughs> you. I, I don't, I don't After know what you're talking about. Birdland boys, not you. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I don't know <laughs> about Japanese. What's the question to ask? <laughs> if you know what Fran is talking about, message Badland boys. There you go. Interaction. Yeah. Right. Are there any other um? things about spirits and ghosts we want to talk about or do we want to do we want to talk stories or I don't know where you want to go from here I think I might be it. are you okay <laughs> you, <laughs> just, you just <laughs> <laughs> spinning tongues yeah yeah quite a minute <laughs> <laughs> floating in the sky because I do have a I do have a fairly long scary story that I really like I mean, it's like three pages, Jesus. Well. Uh, I could I mean, say that yeah. in this one. I could save it for another one. You have options. Oh, Zoom has changed. Sorry, just give me a sec. What's the time we've already on? Uh, we have currently hit an hour. Yeah. Mm. I think, yeah, an hour is long enough each yeah. podcast. Any more I think it's pretty good. Yet. We can always save it for another time. Yeah. Do, do, do a story one. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. do a two part, don't we? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I will say goodbye because I have some chores to do. Thank you for your time. <laughs> and thank Very you for joining us. For thank you for tuning in for another episode yeah. of the Badland Boys podcast. We will uh, have another episode out to you before we even know it. 
probably with uh, more cool stories. Maybe a little less information descriptions this time. <laughs> Take care, guys. Bye.